Hello, 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 and welcome to our next podcast. This is Happily Ever Divorce, All Things Divorce and Dating with Cats. So welcome. And as I've said to you guys before, and listeners might already know this, but the point of this podcast is that you are getting information and uh, education around hitting divorce in all stages post-divorce. So you're able to ace the road to recovery post-divorce and get back in the saddle again and be loving and living life and living your best life. So today we're talking about, I'm so excited, I've been so excited for this episode for so long. This is dating post-divorce. I have two wonderful guests with me here today. And first I just wanna point out, I gotta give a little shout out to um, Wicked Sticky Designs. Nicole made our t-shirts, so Ramy and I are gonna show okay. you. We nice. are single AF. Oh, so it's called. We're, you can be single and be proud as hell about being single, particularly if you've gotten out of a really rough divorce, right? Right, right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about online dating. But first, let me introduce my two guests. First, I have Elaine. Hi, I'm Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> so tell them your company and what you do. Okay. And so I am a matchmaker. I'm a professional matchmaker. I have a dating service in Nashua, yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, been doing that on my own for 10 years. Prior to that, my background was working for a dating company called Great Expectations. Of that course. was a pretty large I nationwide. Like everybody must know Great Expectations. Well, it depends so. on how. <laughs> kind of shows your age. I'm dating myself. <laughs> yeah, I, people in their early 30s or 20s like would have what? no idea yeah. what that is. But anybody who's like maybe mid 40s and older, they might remember the skit on Saturday Night Live oh, called yes. Lowered Expectations. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> okay. Yeah, where that was like, actually quite awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where, yeah, where the the person who's dating kind of has to like dial it down because what's out there really isn't you know, all that great. Mm -hmm. for, so Great Expectations was a video dating company that was started in the 70s. I came on board in the 90s and uh, fell in love with the business. Uh, so a great value in helping people connect with other people. Yeah. Um, when it, it is hard, it's really difficult to do that and share, on your own. And share your tagline about online dating, because I love it. Um, it's taking like, the crazy out of dating. Right. Yeah, just taking, because that's what it is. It is crazy right. out there. I mean, and think of online dating, how many, and you know, we'll certainly talk more and more <laughs> about this, but, and I, I'm certainly guilty of doing this, but there's that dissociative, you know, swiping of like, next, next, next. Right. right. Well, that, um, yeah. That, and I think it, it takes the humanity out of dating oh, in absolutely. a lot of ways. And absolutely. people just become sort of these objects, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, well, at Great Expectations, we had a, a library, a video library, mm -hmm. and, and a static library of books with pictures in it. So it was going back to the day before people had the ability to get on a computer or a phone and do that. People literally went through books, mm -hmm. and it was visual. Yeah. Um, but the thing that was different, um, or where I felt like we made an impact in our particular office, because there were 50 offices nationwide, and our particular office had a great success story book that just piled up the success stories. That's awesome, yeah. And everybody asked, like, what are you guys doing that's different? And the thing that we did differently was I would impress upon our staff to help our members pick. Like, don't leave it up to them to pick because they're yes. not going to pick. Or they're, right. just, or they're not going to pick right or just, they're just... So we were a little bit meddlesome with our members. And we said, hey... <laughs> We have somebody guiding, for you. You were guiding, not meddlesome. Yeah, <laughs> meddlesome. Because back in the day, that's what you did, right? Yeah, you can yeah. kind of get in there and help people make their selections. Yeah. And that was what made the difference, to have somebody else put another eye on it and say, hey, 
I think I know somebody you might like. Right, and I gotta say, you know, as somebody who's, and I've spent years dating post-divorce, um, you, you know, particularly if you're somebody who's coming out of an abusive relationship, mm -hmm. which is my situation, you don't trust yourself. Well, left to your own devices, some people, I mean, look back on your they'll track keep, record. Oh, maybe. They'll keep repeating the same pattern. You know. without, great, <laughs> without great healing, great insight, right? People tend exactly. to repeat the same pattern. So yeah. having somebody there who's kind of holding your hand as you go through the dating process exactly. and weighing in on your options, I mm -hmm. think, is amazing. It does help. Um, and more millennials, by the way, are starting to use matchmaking, is what I've heard. Hmm. Is that true? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I am not a millennial matchmaker, per se. I do have clients that are. But I have my own set of frustrations with my clients who fall into that category. And we could discuss that now or later. But <laughs> oh, we could have a whole millennial show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, because I, I rely a lot on feedback. Yep. Um, so when I introduce two people, I, I say, hey, let me know how I did. Because it'll help me get to know you and yep. help me know the other person. Because your feedback helps me know because I can't be on every date, right? Right, right, right. And so yep. my problem with the millennials is the follow-up. I don't get the same follow-up. They're not as, like I have to really pull it out of them. Like, hey, did you go on that date? Right. And you know, my, old, my clients, and, yeah, my, my more mature clientele, they're usually very quick to get back with me, very, they'll, offer up the, the feedback that I look for. Right. So well, it's, it's like any, it's really relationship building, one-on-one, yeah, right? Yeah, so the yes. millennials, I do, it's frustrating as a matchmaker. <laughs> I want to do my job, and but I can't do it without the tools that I'm used to having to do it. Right. So that's absolutely yeah so, it so is, you do a great job of like really knowing your clients and bringing them together so by the way Lane and I are a little tired because last night we hosted a singles event together <laughs> so <laughs> if our eyes look a little droopy um oh. we were out with a huge <laughs> group of folks it and fun. it was super fun yeah super fun um and it was great for people to get out who are single around yeah. Christmas time and make some connections I think yeah. I made a few love connections I, you know I, I literally had a client that I wanted to be there and I'm so happy I did because there was one of your gals that was there yep. and all night I was like mm -mm, oh yeah yeah I know who you're talking about yeah yeah and if, if yep. I'm gonna tell you I wouldn't be surprised yep I'm pretty sure we'll there's Time at least will tell. two or three at least dating yeah. situations yeah. coming out of that absolutely <laughs> so, so cool. let me introduce you to Ramey so, oh hi I'm Ramey um I um I guess I don't I'm not involved, you know, in a professional capacity with, you know, dating, coaching, or matchmaking, or anything like that. I'm here more, I think, to just talk about what the experience is as somebody going through the dating process, you know, mm -hmm. after divorce, and sort of what my experiences have been. Um, you know, I am, uh, I've been divorced for five years, going on six, and so I've been on and off um, the dating apps of all different kinds, both the free ones and the paid ones, and um, you know, so I, it's just been a little bit of a journey, and there's been, definitely been some ups and downs. Um, I have met people, um, I've had a couple of relationships over the last, you know, five years, and I actually just did meet someone um, in the last, you know, few weeks that um, we've decided to see where it's going to go. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, so um, I'm, you know, excited about that, just taking things slowly, but. Um, you know, I definitely think that there is a lot of, um, you know, things that are frustrating, I think, and that, you know, we've even spoken to just girlfriends and even guy, guys, like even when I messaged with people over the apps, you know, and, you know, you get into a conversation and even with, you know, some of the guys that I've chatted with, you know, people I think in general have a lot of frustration about the dating process and especially the apps and feeling that people just, 
either don't ever meet, they don't ever get off of the app, it just ends up being right. this, you know. What are the top three most annoying things? About You and I have spoken about, about online dating. About the online dating? Yeah. Well, I think just, you know, one is conversations where you think you're having a conversation with someone and then it just dies off and you never hear from them again. Mm -hmm. um, you know, ghosting in general. I think whether it's in that context or like when <laughs> yeah. you do go and yeah. you meet someone and you go out once or twice and you think there was a good connection or whatever and instead of the person just saying, hey, you know what, I don't think it was a match or, you know, you're great, but, I, you know, I just don't really see this. And can I you know, just say, and this is what I mean dissociative, like I think that people are forgetting that there's human beings on the other exactly. side of the window or the other side of the cell phone. But, you know, to me, ghosting is literally one of the rudest things you can do to people. Like you're saying, like, just have a normal... Right. Even a text is better. You know, like, hey, oh, yeah. I just don't feel like our energies match. I don't feel like, it, you know, I don't see us progress. That is a million and one times better. And I always tell my clients, if you're doing dating right, you're actually still friends with the people that you've gone on some dates. You know, granted, if they're not stalking you or something, right. but you know what I mean? But like you still, you can maintain new friendships. No, you uh, can, yeah. exactly, especially if you're acting in that way and you're acting in, in integrity because, right. you know, you could go on to maybe even date someone for a little while and it doesn't work out, and you never know when you may circle back to that person right. and be and like, guess hey, what, you know guys, what, I'm back on, I, you know. That person might not be good for you, but the event we did last night, we had all the women had to bring a man right. that was either a friend or someone they didn't connect with online and vice versa, but here's the thing. You might not connect with that person. That person might have friends, by the way. Yeah. that are single. Exactly. <laughs> I can't so, tell you, I've, I've literally connected a lot of, not a lot, but mm -hmm. many people that I've had one or two dates with that, right. mm, but I have somebody for you. <laughs> but so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what's wrong with that? Right, so, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, actually. so I, you know, so I think just generally, I think people overall on the apps just need to act with more respect, I think, and more mm -hmm. integrity, you know, with respect to the people that they're interacting with, because like you said, there is another human being on the other side of that interaction. It's yep. not just some, per, you know, fake, like, robot person who has, like, a profile or whatever, you know, there's right. a person there Absolutely. who is just, you know, dealing with the same struggles that you're dealing with, you know, who maybe has their own set of insecurities, their own hopes, dreams, whatever, you know, and if you're not treating that person with respect on the other side, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I think people have fallen into that habit, and I, I personally, like you said, would rather, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, a drawn-out conversation, right. but even a text message, it's just like, hey, you know what, like, I don't think it's a good match, I don't think it's a match, I don't see this progressing, I don't see this being long-term. Right. Or whatever I would just rather have somebody say that to me right you know and then you can be like okay you know great it was, you it was great meeting you good luck you an, know the awesome word because we talk about that a lot is like maintaining integrity so right. you know and so one of the first things I do with my my dating coaches or clients is I have them come in and actually write out their top five values yeah. and I say we are going to get you in relationships but if you're in a relationship where any of these are being compromised it's not the relationship for you that is this that's the meat of a relationship right that's much more important than how tall the guy is you know how muscular he is it's like right. do our values line up right does what motivates us to behave line up right. are we seeing the world in the same way so I you know I always encourage that like keeping your integrity because a lot of times and, and I'm not saying this um Men do it too, but people come in and they're like, oh, I met this person. You know, here's an example. I, I hear this quite a lot. Um, single mom, has kids, meets this guy. She's like, he's fabulous. He's, he's so great. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want kids, but, you know, he's going to like, once he hangs out with my kids for a bit, he's going to like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, shut the door right there. 
that's not living in your integrity. Yeah. You're trying to mold yourself to something that's out of your standards. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I see that happening a lot. What do you, what do you think well, of Well, people that? compromise because right. it's a sense of desperation, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why people do that, but they do. And there is going to be a little bit of compromise with any, particularly dating at our age, because people, we all have baggage. We all have history. But it's well, like, when you're stepping outside of those main core values, like, to me, that's like a huge problem. Well, dating in general is how do you, like, come to the table with your list, you know? And I think people manipulate their list to fit the other person's list almost intuity. If they like that person, they want to keep them in the game. So it's hard. That integrity is very hard to achieve because that person, you really don't know who they are. There's right. no accountability. They're, it's, they're totally anonymous. There's no strings attached whatsoever. So you have to just kind of tread lightly and yes. kind of let it unfold over time and just relax about it, but know what it is that yes. you want, your goal, your roadmap, you know where you want to end up. Yes. So, but if you're compromising along the way, you're going off this way. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's not so, going to work. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think, you know, we, we've talked about like, um, you know, manifesting when you're mm -hmm. manifesting the man of your dreams. Like I encourage people to think about how they, how they're being with that person. Like, mm -hmm. what are they doing on Saturday morning? What are they doing? How's that person interacting with their children? What are their vacation plans? Mm -hmm. How are they managing their finance? How are they managing summer? Like kind of getting it now, again, it's not the list, but it's like, how do you want to be with somebody versus right. he needs to have a job, he needs to have hair, like, do you know what I mean? Right, Those are right, all, that's right. all the shallow kind of stuff, right. you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, it's, it's something you learn over time because yeah. anybody's going to look good or could look really amazing date one, but what do they look like next year after you've spent time with them? And the mm -hmm. only way you do that is investing time with them. And yeah. that's tough because our culture wants everything yesterday. I want this, mm -hmm. I mean, mentally it's, we're gonna swipe and it's gonna be there in yep. an instant. So building a relationship takes time. And most people, they just don't have the, the ability to take a breath and just say, okay, this is gonna take time. They you know they want the commitment before it's justified. They want mm -hmm. a lot of stuff before it's justified. Oh, yeah. you know, yep. the, the sexual relationship, the, the, you know, the having babies, you know, that how many people have babies and, you know, they put more thought into who they were going to, what kind of car they were going to drive. Right. I know. Seriously. No, I know. You know? Yep. So that's the kind of thing that, uh, priorities, it's just, you know, a little out of wank. Absolutely. Yeah, a little out of whack. So. A little out of wank. <laughs> what did you say? I like that one better. Wank. <laughs> a little wonky, wanky. A little wonky. Wonky. <laughs> um, so what would you, so, oh gosh, well, I could go on and on. So one of the things, um, that I would love to hear from you, or maybe like just kind of the top five pointers that you would give somebody. So you gotta figure, a lot of the people that Elaine and I work with are people who have gotten out of long-term marriages. Right, and, yeah, they're and not, now, it's not their first rodeo. Right, they, but they, <laughs> and they're now, probably for the first time in their life, experiencing online dating, and they're trying to navigate the new, and I gotta say, and I'm gonna tell you, sadly, I've been single for many years, but when I first got divorced 10 years ago, I initially got on online dating. It was new-ish new then, I guess. But I would say even in the past 10 years, it's changed. Oh, my God, yes. It's not the same. It's not it's the same. Not it's the it's the not same. the same even from when I was first divorced five years ago and sort of that environment of what I was dealing with. I think, like, Match.com was, I think, the gold standard at, at that point. And eHarmony right. was also really big at that point in time. And I think 
like Tinder had just come out, like either right around that time or maybe like a year, like within that year or so, you know, when I was first divorced, I think it was just a sort of a brand new thing. And they, I think were the first ones to do the whole swiping thing. And, Mm -hmm. and so then, you know, I kind of was on and off things, um, throughout the years and had been in a couple of different relationships. And then when I kind of jumped back on earlier, this spring for the first time, you know, it's just, you know, with Bumble and everything else, it's just so, even like Match.com, it's like they've introduced, like if you have the app on your phone, there's like a swiping component, you know, right. and like, okay, cute, but all of them, all of them sort of implement that now. And like you said, I think that probably changed the game a lot. And I think that it, has evolved so much over the, even the last five mm-hmm. years, because mm-hmm. I feel like the landscape is, is different now than it was when I was first divorced. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, um, it's it's really ironic that it appears that we have more options now, but with more options, it seems like we're getting less. I agree. Out of yeah. it all. Yeah. And I think the physical action of doing this. Yeah. What does this say? Well, you depersonalize the person. Dismissing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dismissing. Yep. And so there's no nobody gets a chance. You don't. You have. You have a hope in hell, almost, on these dating so, apps because you could be yep. dismissed. Yep. Because this can be somebody prettier, and that's all because t- it's all just physical. It's yeah. nothing yes. to do with the heart and soul of the human being. Right. I mean, right. even on Tinder, there's not even when much information. When you said the word dehumanize, yeah. I've heard you say that word yeah. several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's think it does. I think it dehumanizes. It, Completely. People in, in, in a lot of respects, and people just, like you said, they dissociate. And I don't know that people are doing it intentionally. I don't think they're doing it intentionally. You know, no. but I think that the whole process and the way that it's set up, it has that consequence where you kind of forget, you know, that there's like a human being, like on the other side that you're swiping left or right on, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, you know, they have their own feelings and emotions and their own story and their own hopes of like what they're looking for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, so one of the things tough, that- Tough game. As you guys yeah, know, like game. I'm a giant mindset coach, so I'm always asking people. So, you know, we're usually aware of like 10% of our thinking, but there's this like 90% that's murking down below that we're not super aware of. But I always ask people like, what's going through your brain as you're swiping, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going through and that's, and, and I'm, you know, I work a lot no, I have men and women, but you know, if you're going through and you're like, oh, there's nobody out there. They're all so ugly. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm here. It's like, look at this loser. Oh my God. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But if that's a negative story, that's your mindset. And you're not even going to slight your, first of all, you're not even emotionally present for what you're doing. Right. That's what I mean by dissociative. Right. You're stuck in your brain and you're certainly not opening yourself up to anything, but this supreme physical human being that's supposed to come and you know magically appear through all of this swiping yeah like you know so i always encourage people to like meditate for 10 minutes get yourself into a positive mindset get yourself from scarcity mindset where there's like not enough not enough into abundant mindset of like it wow look at all these guys out here i'm going to open my brain to it and that in and of itself will change people's behavior when they're swiping and i say limit it do it for like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. in the morning or 10 minutes in the if you're doing this all day that's like a, that's like, yeah. it's a drug. You have a bad relationship when you're swiping. That's not yeah. good. And you're numbing out. You're numbing out something yeah. else that you should be attending to, whether it's your kids, whether it's your own issues that you have to address. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not healthy. No, yeah. God, no. Yeah, and I've heard people say that, like mm-hmm. just even guys, you know, that I've talked to or whatever. They're like, yeah, like everybody does it. They're like, you know, you get, you go to bed at night, you know, and you're just kind of like, 
checking your email, doing whatever, and everybody's on their phone, and it's just like, oh, like, I'm going to get on Bumble, and it's like right before you go to bed, and they're all, everybody's just like swiping, you know, and it's just um, almost like you said, not with intention, not with like mindfulness, right. you know, right. and um, so I agree, I mean, I agree, but yeah, you have to have the right mindset, like to set limits on like how often you're on the apps, because otherwise it can get that way, and then um, something that I had started to do when I was, if I was swiping left on someone, is um, trying to, well, I, I actually... No, you do something which I love. Yeah, about, yeah. so I, so when, if I'm swiping left on someone, I actually say to myself, I wish you well. Isn't that awesome? So, so um, just to kind of, you know, you know it's just energy. my way of sort of yep. recognizing, well, I don't know if this person is a match for me, but they're a match for someone. Are you and saying you say that... Inter- like internally. In your, oh, okay. Yeah, Inter- yeah. You're not yeah. literally sending them a message. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 slow down the process instead of swipe, 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 whether it's left or right. As I actually, I mean, I've heard some people say they don't read the profiles, but like what the, and sometimes people don't have a lot filled out, so it can make it hard, but I actually do take the time, you know, mm-hmm. to the extent that they've provided information to kind of see, does yep. it look like this person aligns with what I'm looking for, you know, because I, I, you know, want to be in a relationship. If somebody's like, I'm just looking for hookups and something Ugh, short yeah. term, right. I'm like, well, you know, not judging. Like, it's like, if that's what you're looking it's for, like, yeah, it's, it's just not thing. me. Like, yeah. that's not what I'm looking for, you know, so I yeah, just, I, you it know. was the hookup site, but now it's not. But people now actually, it's not so yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. Dating. But so, I will yeah. say the one thing that I say people, so I feel like when I first started online dating, people would, um, present themselves, but they would at least pretend to want a relationship. And I feel like now people are just like, poly, open, looking for something casual. What are you doing on Friday night? Like they're much more- Poly wasn't even a word. Right, they're much more open. Five to 10 years ago, I don't think, right? I know. No. That's, you know, it's kind of new stuff, really. Right, right, right. It's new stuff and it's getting more popular. It's getting getting traction. It is, it is, it is, it is. So let me, I want to read a couple, this is from Plenty of Fish. This is a, a survey that they did last year. So it says 44% of women dating online are single moms. Mm. 28% of single moms who are dating say they've been at it for over three years. Uh, 63% of women would consider their child's disapproval of their partner as grounds for breaking up. <laughs> I've done um, Let's see. <laughs> Fifty-three percent of people will not introduce their children until they know that they're in a monogamous relationship. Um, there's 11 million single-parent families. Eighty percent of them are women. And so, one of the things that I read, which I think is interesting, again, it's like, how do you look at something? How do you? What's your perspective? A lot of the women were saying on the survey that the good thing about online dating is that they're able to kind of um, suss people out or get to know them when they have their children. You know what I mean? So they're watching their kids, they don't have to wait till their next weekend free to go out and meet somebody. They I can see. do some of that work the online. Kind of pre-screening. Yeah. Doing the legwork, a little legwork. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I think there's something to yeah. be said for that. Yeah. You it know, is legwork. It's work. It's all work. Yes. <laughs> um, because you have to screen and that's, it's, a, it's like, um, it's funny because I, you know, as a coach, I have to get people in my funnel and then screen through them and then, you know. You, you close a client and this and that. I feel like online dating is a little bit of the same. Like you Similar. have to put energy out there. And I know sometimes I encourage some of my folks, like, listen, if you're feeling burnt out and pissed off doing dating, it's supposed to be fun. 
take a break. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Like re-energize. If it feels like work, you're doing something right. wrong. Yeah. Right, right, right. You may need just like a little bit of a mental yeah. break. I have actually, I mean, you and I have talked a yes. lot, and I've actually yep. had to do that a couple yeah. of times because you just hit a wall and you just get frustrated. Yeah, and, you do. Need you know, that. and it's yeah. just like okay, I just need to take a break from this and regroup and focus on myself and my own goals and the things that I want to do and that I want for my life, and then you know, hit the reset button and then you know, come back to it, even if it's just for like a few days, you know, absolutely. to take a break. Oh, it, it doesn't mean you have to like you know take a six month break, but you know, just if you need to take a break for a few days to just reset, you right. know, I think that that's definitely. Right, 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 definitely. Yeah. So I will say, um, and you know, this go around because I sort of put myself back on the market recently. Um, that I running into more and more scam artists, but however, uh, they seem easier to spot. I don't know. They all seem to have the same jobs. Well, the whole oil rig thing is one of them. Yes, right? oil. Yes, oil. <laughs> I work in the widowed. oil military, yeah. widowed, yeah. Um, overseas. Um, but I will come home soon. Um, but it's, I mean, what, are you encountering more of that? I don't know if I'm encountering more of it or if I'm just more aware of it. Because mm -hmm. I think when I first got back on in the spring, I didn't, I think I just didn't realize that there were these, you know, like scammers out there with these stories and everything. So I was a little naive about it, I think. And now that yeah. I've cued into sort of some of the warning signals, you know, like it'll be like the profile's like beautifully written and then you start messaging the person and it's like, it's like they can't even communicate in English and like like the grammar is all wrong and they're yeah. not even like complete sentences and I'm like the person who's messaging me could not have like written this profile like there's no, no way. No, I literally, you okay, know, and so. I'm not saying this in any, by the way, I'm from New York so I tend to just say shit, but like, so I was, I was like, ta and you're from New York too, but I was like texting back and forth this guy and I was like, and, and here's the other thing, when they used, the scam artists in the past, they were all like drop dead gorgeous. Now they actually look like normal, slightly better looking, like they're getting better at the visuals. And not having like, they're, they're like, like not over the top gorgeous. Yeah, because that was like another thing. Yeah, like believable. Like some like yeah. model, right. like, you know, more believable. This, yeah. I was talking to this guy who was supposedly from England, right? Yeah. And then I got on the phone with him and he definitely didn't sound like he was from England. He had a completely different accent. And I was like, wait, let me guess. I was like, Nigerian? Can I, I was like, can I call you back? Yeah, I was like, I gotta get my kid dinner. I'll call you back, and then I was like, Bing. where was the area code? What was the area code? Um, was it local or no? It was like a different state, yeah. but like, um, it's just so interesting. It's like those red flags. They always try to get you on WhatsApp immediately. It's mm -hmm. very yeah, that was one of them. Familiar. He didn't, he didn't want to text. He didn't want to exchange yep. phone numbers. He's like, no, I want email. So you know, I ended up you know using an email account that like doesn't have my name in it. You know, in any yep. way because I you know I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, why does he want to email? And their like, location is always know, down, just like downtown. Weird. Yeah. So it'll say location downtown. But yeah. Don't say where. So I think, I, I think I'm just generally <laughs> more aware just of you know just spotting the signs. Yep. You know, where it's like the writing doesn't seem the All same. All right, so scammers, if you are out there and listening, get a little better at your fucking game because we're on to you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will report change your it ass. Up a little. <laughs> like, change it up a Get a, a different goddamn career, please. You guys all do the same job. We're all working <laughs> on the oil ring. So I literally will send, like, the message. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. You work in the oil industry. You're, like, the fifth dude I talked to this week that does. And then they're, like, unmatched. <laughs> Yeah, on their stuff. Yeah, right? I like messing yeah. with them. Yeah, or I'll be like, "What's your favorite pizza place downtown?" And they'll be like, "You know the one." I'm like, "No, tell me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, funny. that's another clue. It's just yeah. when stuff doesn't match up with like what their profile is saying, and you're just like, "Hmm, there's like a, there's just something inconsistent here, but it's like not matching up with you know, 
the profile. Right, totally. So I think I notice it more, you know, now than I did initially. Yeah. You know, but I think it's just because I'm more aware And by of the it. way, men get them too. It's not well, just Well, you know, yeah. it's so funny because recently I talked to a man about that. And he said, well, I, you know, I've given $20 here and there. I'm like, really? You've given money, any money to anybody yeah. that you've never met? Like, okay, what, so like, I, what, what are you doing? Right, I'm like, just going to let that. you guys know I met a woman. She is incredibly intelligent, runs her own fucking company, and she gave $40,000 to one of these people. No. $40,000, yep. I don't even, I can't even. And guess what? She never got it back. Really? Yeah, you don't Shocking. know. No, but what right. did she even meet this guy? No, of course no, not. No, it was one of these things. Like, he was overseas, and then he's like, I'm hung up in uh, the airport. My passport isn't working. Can you wire me money? And then I'll, because he was supposed to fly into Boston to see her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh my yeah. Gosh. I've, heard, I've heard women more than men. I don't know if men get scammed and they don't admit it, but recently somebody casually said, Oh, I've given $20 here and there. I'm like, $20? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Why, why would you do anything? Like, why wouldn't you even give a Dunkin' Donuts card to somebody you haven't met from an online dating site? Yeah. But women, substantial money. I've heard women, mm -hmm. older, yeah. mostly mature, older. Mm -hmm. women, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, really? Like, what no, are you, you thinking? Hear about that. I know. Yeah. And I have a hard time, you know, closing a fee once in a while. I'm like, really? <laughs> won't give me a fee to find a real guy. And I wonder about the psychological, like, what does that say about somebody? They'd rather live in fantasy land right. than do something real. Right. You know? it's, some people just, it's safer. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of really Yeah, crazy, I mean, but. and... So well, and if you're, if you're being manipulated, you know, and you're yeah. in like a, not in an emotionally good place, and, I mean, these people are, do what they do because they're good at it, yeah. you know, and they know what to say, and they know how to find their victims, you know, uh -huh. the people who are emotionally vulnerable and not necessarily in a good place, and they'll say all these things about, like, I want to marry you or whatever, you know, and they're just saying all these yeah. things that they know the person wants to hear, and I just need to get back so I can see you, and I bet I need, you know, the money right. for the plane ticket or whatever it is, And you know? I just, and, and, so, and you know, you words. and I have been, you know, through our journeys, but, like, when you're coming out of a divorce with somebody who, is, and I'm not labeling your ex, by the way, but I'll label <laughs> mine happily, but, like, um, <laughs> But like, if you're coming out of an abusive situation or a loveless marriage, or what you know, you're you're stepping into the world feeling really fragile and vulnerable as is. I don't care if you're like the strongest person in the world. And so this is, you know, some so basically, you know, Elaine does the nuts and bolts of dating, but my job is to help people emotionally be free and heading out into dating. Because here's what often happens: is people get through divorce, um, and they're like, God, I'm getting likes and swipes online. I'm just going to like immerse myself into a new relationship, not deal with the trauma of my divorce. I'm going to numb out by just entering into a new relationship. I'm not going to heal myself. I'm not going to figure out who I am. I'm just going to jump into something else, right? And this is why the divorce rates go up for second and third marriages significantly. Mm. So you go from 50% to like 65% to 75%. 100%. It's because people don't do Craziest. their work. And by the way, I did that. I completely got divorced. I jumped into a really long-term relationship with somebody I met online, and it was a disaster. And then when that relationship ended, I was emotionally devastated for two years, I would say, because I was grieving my marriage and, and grieving... Ugh the loss of That's this relationship. Hard. Very hard. And this is why I really encourage people to talk about mindset, but like online dating is supposed to be fun, dating is supposed to be fun, but you have to do your work first because otherwise you're going to repeat the same shit that you've already been through. What do you guys think about that? Well, you do have to acknowledge that, you know, you're part in it. 
Yeah, yeah. There, there's not, there's, it takes two to tango, and mm -hmm. I don't care how much of a narcissist he was, mm -hmm. you allowed, to a certain extent, you allowed that behavior because you didn't just become a narcissist 10 years into it. Right. You know, so there were things that you were kind of enabling. Oh, absolutely. So and are I you going to do that again? Or are think, you going to put your, like, and again, you know, I what changes are I you going to make going I came out forward? of my marriage yeah. looking for somebody who was going to protect me from mm -hmm. my ex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. And I found that, but I didn't pay attention to all the other stuff uh, that was going on around. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So by the way, and I'm going to be the bearer of bad news, if you are online dating, guys, if you're looking for your moms, <laughs> go else, don't get online dating. That's bad. That's, I see that all the time. You do not need a lady who's going to manage your life. Okay. You don't need a therapist online, right? And you don't need a knight who's going to come rescue you. The only person that's going to rescue you guys is yourselves. The only person who's going to parent you is yourself. You guys know I'm all about getting out of victim mentality and into action, but this is something that I have to work with with some of my divorce clients. Because if you're out there looking for, you know, Disneyland, and what did I say? I was here last Wednesday doing gender issues. Like, I want to strangle Disney because it gives us these like horrible misconceptions of male and female relationships. Oh, the hero but that and the is not. The tower yes. Type thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do your work, people. I can't say that enough before you just immerse yourself in another relationship. Please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of healing, and I think some people aren't even aware of the fact that they need to do that healing. And you know, their journey it may take them a little bit of time to sort of get to that point where they realize that that's the work that they need to do. And some people may never get there, you know. But I definitely think unless you, you know, there's all kinds of wounds and everything that we carry with us through life, and it can even be childhood trauma. It could be right. trauma from our marriages. It could be trauma from dating experiences. You know, whatever the issue happens to be, is you have to heal all of that, you know, so that you can be a, um, the best, the best version of you that you can be, right. you know, before you kind of go out into the dating world, because I think if you haven't done that work and you haven't done that internal work, you are going to keep falling back into the same patterns and mm -hmm. attracting the same, you know, type of person in this type, same type of relationship, you know, over yep. and over and over again, because you're sort of repeating that in an attempt to heal. Absolutely. And, you know, until you've done the work yourself, you're not going to be, you know, in a healthy, sustainable relationship. Absolutely. So I think it's very important to right. to do that work, you know. Yay. Yeah. Look at that was awesome. <laughs> Listen to her folks. Thank you but, for um, articulating that. So the, you know, so here's interestingly enough, you know, there's um <clears throat> a lot of divorce coaches out there. And so I think that a lot of the conversation that's been happening out in the coaching world recently is this idea and, and I'm just going to sort of throw this out there, and then I, I just want us to kind of jump on and talk about it. But it's this idea that women are now out-earning men, and online dating certainly does not help this, but that women and men have different biological needs, right? And that we have been taught as women to sort of do it all, that you don't need anybody, you need yeah. to be self-sufficient. And men are feeling really confused, and they don't know, they're feeling emasculated and confused around what it means to be a man. You know, we had the whole Me Too movement going on. And so this is, it, there's this idea that women, at the heart of it, and even the most strongest women, and I will, I'll be open and share you guys, you guys know I'm open here, um, wants to feel taken care of. 
So 70 plus percent of divorces are initiated by women. And what they found is that a lot of women, we talked about this in gender issues, are saying, yeah, you know, I know I'm the primary breadwinner, but I wanted to be taken care of. I wanted to be emotionally taken care of when I had my children. I wanted to have the freedom of maybe being able to stay home. And that wasn't an option. And I felt really angry. So there's still this like biological masculine feminine energy. And the idea is that women are having and are being required to step more into their masculine energy and men are being required to step more in their feminine, but there's a great amount of confusion around this. So, I so sometimes when I do work with my women, I know you and I have talked about this, I'm like, um, you know, how can you be vulnerable? Not Vulnerable not opening yourself up to get demolished, by the way, but vulnerable and stepping into your feminine energy as you're going through the dating process. Because I think a lot of us women do it like this. Like, I've been hurt, I have my invisible swords up, I ain't letting nobody in, you know, kind of thing. I don't I, need no man. I don't need no man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think that that actually can hurt them a little bit in well, the dating. What how you would think? you like to feel not to be needed? Right. Yep. Who doesn't want to be needed? Every, I mean, mm -hmm. nobody wants to feel like, oh, I don't need you. Mm -hmm. So it's how you interact with somebody. And, you know, I may not need you to pay my mortgage, but I need you to, you know... Have fun with me on the weekend so I can yeah. regenerate. Yeah. Re, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like it's re-energize. Like, yeah. Go to work course. again. So like, you know what I mean. So and, and yeah. we build a life together, communicating that. You know, there's you're not right. You're not an unnecessary part of the equation. You're right. much needed. I, you know. There is no shame in needing. That's what I mean. I think there's like this shame in like needing somebody. Yeah. No. I think men have been kicked in the butt really, really mm -hmm. hard, and I, you know, to a certain extent, can't blame them for. Mm -hmm protecting themselves emotionally because they're coming yeah. out with this you know so yeah and they they're acting and behaving in a way that kind of doesn't you can't connect with them because they're not needed anyway so what the hell you know yep. they're just kind of not embracing relationships with women because they feel like they're going to get kicked in the butt anyway right so it's so. interesting because i just wanted to show you so i spoke to um there's a male divorce coach that i spoke to Micah, if you're listening, <laughs> Micah Lambert, <laughs> and he does all male coaching, but he has this interesting uh, PDF that he sends around, and it's 10 rules of masculinity, and he talks about things like never supplicate, never capitulate, frame is everything, never self-deprecate, so his idea is like, you know, don't bitch to your buddies, break the mirror, but like get back into being a man, because what women want at the end of the day is they want a, they want a man who's going to take care of them, that's going to protect them, that's going to, and it's not about the money. It's more about the emotional state of the relationship. And I, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think, yeah, definitely. I think it's more of like an emotional thing. And I think for me, like the whole masculine, masculine energy, feminine energy thing is, has been, you know, I'll, you know, admit to it, it's like a difficult thing for me, just for me being in my profession, you know, and it's just, I'm in masculine energy, like, all day, yes. like, with my work, yep. like, having to negotiate with people, be this, like, tough as nails person, you know, and then, so I'm just, like, that's what I am, like, you know, it, 40 plus hours a week, right. you know, oh, in, yes. in my job, yep. and so I have to sort of be that way, and, you know, so sometimes it's hard for me to sort of step back in and sort of, you know, be in my feminine energy and learn to sort of, like, I'm just more like, oh, well, I want to take charge, and I want to, you know, I want to be the first one to text, and I'm going to pursue this person or whatever, and, you know, kind of learning to step back a little bit and lean back and sort of let the guy be the one that's pursuing and, absolutely, you know, and that's been, an, and I'll, I'll admit, that's something I struggle with, you know, it's hard, yeah, and it's something it that's hard. been like a learning process for me, um, 
you know, and I've also wondered, you know, does my profession, does my occupation, you know, maybe the amount of money I earn or whatever, is that intimidating? Like, is, are some men going to be like, oh. Oh, yeah, being a divorce coach is super hot to people. They love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Usually when I write that, the next, I actually don't tell people until much later on in the conversation because they'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely so, a thing, your occupation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah whether, yeah, whether that would, you know, scare people away or, you know, I don't know. But I definitely feel like I, that's like an area of growth for me, continual growth for me is to learn how to sort of lean back a little bit and step more yep. into my feminine energy and let somebody know. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's like been a source of pride for me. And I, I guess I thought that men would find this attractive, that well, I'm financially stable and, I, you know, I'm not this right. hot mess that you need to take care of and, you know, has all these, you know, financial issues and I'm on the verge of bankruptcy or whatever, you know. Like, I kind of thought it would be something that a man would find attractive that it's like, okay, I have my shit together, shit together. and yep. I'm not like a financial hot mess or whatever, you know. Um, and, and I am. I'm, I am capable of taking care of myself and managing my home and, you know, taking care of my boys and everything else that I do on my own. But that doesn't mean that I don't want, you know, somebody to share things with, you know, right. I don't want a hug at the end of the day and that I want somebody to snuggle up with at night. And, right. you know, so it's like, yeah, I mean, I do need a man, you know, for those types of things. It's like more of the emotional of course, component of being in a relationship and sort of, you know, being there for one another mm -hmm. and um, having someone's back and, you know, just all of those types of things. Absolutely. Like you know? I, it was funny cause one of my male, um, dating clients, we were having this conversation about the fact, he said, I got to tell you, Kat, I go on these dates. He goes, the women don't even let me open the door for them. And he goes, and it makes me mad. He goes, I have a, I have an initial feeling of aggravation when that well, happens. Yeah. Well, some men, they go the opposite direction and they look for the woman who's crippled financially because then they could feel that they're, that they're superior or they oh, can yeah, feel yeah. that sense of needed. I'm being needed. I'm Without that, they feel like their self-esteem is in the toilet. But that's an insecure man. Right, right, right. You know, so yeah. they kind of, you have to look at the subject. <laughs> yes. Well, we, you know, we, there's you also know? codependency, yeah. too, yeah. you know, so that's something to think about as you head yeah. out to the dating world, you yeah. know. So, you know, it's just, you're at a level, you're making great money, you're fighting. I mean, you wouldn't do well with a guy who is limping along, you know, yeah. intellectually, mm -hmm. you know, professionally. He's got to be holding in his own, and if he's got self-esteem, he's not going to crumble or feel emasculated by that, you mm -hmm. know. But to um, overexert that, you do, you know, take back your feminine power and, and allow him to open the door for you. Yes, I think that's right. But I, I and this is what I mean. I think a lot of like I know I grew up. My parents divorced. My mm -hmm. mom worked her ass off to support us, and I remember my mom saying to me like, you know don't ever be in a position in your life where you have to rely on a man, you know, like, the, uh -huh. and that's kind of what I grew up with, you know, yes. and that was in Counting my head. In your brain. Yeah. And then I'm surprised when I marry somebody who's like unemployed all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, you know, I, I, again, I think it's healthier and okay to say, yeah, you know what? I would like, or at least the option of somebody mm -hmm. who can take care of me. And so women, what I find now, the modern woman, or at least our age, um, they don't, even know what their needs are and they don't know how to verbalize that and they're terrified no, they're of verbalizing it because what if I get disappointed what if I say I, I need him to come over I'm upset on Friday night and he says no I'm gonna be so upset so I'm just like not even gonna put my needs out there mm -hmm. at all not expressing right so 
Yeah, so what's going on? I want to shake up. Eggshells. Everybody's on eggshells. Everybody's on eggshells. Let's get back to the, we got to get back. I say we got to get back to the basics. That's like my whole thing, right? Just back to the basics, meeting people. I don't know. Well, that's key. Meeting people, connecting with people. Yep. Community. Yep. Yep. That's a big deal. You know, getting out there, not making it about landing a man or a relationship, but make it about just expanding your own personal growth, your horizons, and see who you meet along the way you know don't i would say diversify when you invest they tell you to diversify so when it comes to your social life do the same thing right you know don't just leave it to uh, to tinder yes yeah right so i gotta say i was so um a month ago my so my daughter's a teenager and she's you know into these like uh we've moved beyond top 40 now she's into these more um you know teeny bopper kind of like underground teeny bopper musicians. I don't know. So anyway, she wants me to take her and her friend to a concert to see this guy sing. And I was like, oh, dear God, I do not want to go to this at all. Like, this is going to be hell. How old is she? She's 14. Awesome. But guess what? <laughs> I went. It was all dads. It really? Was, it was all, like, dads Perfect. that were bringing their daughters to this concert. Yeah. And I sat at the bar. I actually got two dates out of it. And I was like, damn, this is this is my jam. Like Seriously. I'm a music. I love music. You know, I'm tattooed. I'm a rock and roll chick. I was like, now I'm to my daughter. I'm like, where do you want to go to next, honey? Like, <laughs> I was like, playing when's again? your next concert? Let's go. Like, I was like, cause that was a, that was a, you know, yeah, gold mine awesome. for me. Yeah, and I was the only mom and there. And you didn't expect it. It was all dads. Yeah. I literally was like, and they're all cool dads. And, and you're awesome dads. Cause you're bringing your daughter to a three hour concert of this sappy singer. Right on. Yeah, no, so I already know that you're putting your daughter's needs before your own. So. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. And you got two dates out of it. I did, that's yes. Awesome. Yes, I did. That. That's so. perfect. Yeah, but I, I think it's fine. I never even thought this to, you know. Right? Because I'm always, like, telling the guys, like, take dance lessons. lessons because there's always a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. Go, go women are. Go where the fish are, right? Yeah. So, you know. Well, Meetup has some good groups and good yeah. activities like um i'm part of a hiking group out of new hampshire that's a great place you know meetup is that that's where i got my start when i was in the like landed in new hampshire and i didn't know anybody mm-hmm. i just started a meetup group and i said let's see what happens and if without meetup i'd be dead in the water so that's awesome i always send people on meetup you got to do meetup so can you share like one of your success stories uh, from Meetup or just no from like the yeah like let, me share, let me share yes, yes, I want to hear let's up yes let's hear it up so this is kind of bittersweet story um so my late husband and I moved to New Hampshire from Las Vegas we met in Las Vegas um, we moved to New Hampshire because he was battling a brain tumor really harsh oh health situation but he showed some signs of improvement. And with that, I said, oh, okay, so now we're in New Hampshire. I'm going to try to get my business up and running. So it was literally right after Christmas, um, 2010, and I posted, I I created a meetup group for singles. And I figured the singles will come, and then that's where I'll draw my matchmaking clients from. So it was the 31st day, New Year's Eve, 2010, I posted this meetup group, and no, the 28th of December, and three days later, my husband took a fall, and the, this tumor came back. And it was like, I was like, shit, I can't do any kind of work. You know, I get the caregiving is what I gotta do now. Uh, so I was gonna shut the group down, and I, I got in, this woman got in touch with me. She's like, I'm so happy you created this group. And I said, well, you know what, actually I'm gonna shut it down because I can't do it, I can't do it. And she goes, 
why? And I told her my story. And she said, you know what? You take care of your husband and I'll take care of your group. And I said, what? Who does that? You know, I don't even know this woman. Total stranger. Right. And I said, oh my God, God. <laughs> mm -hmm. What a blessing. Mm -hmm. This angel comes and says she'll take this over. And she runs with it. And the group grows and I'm taking care of Tony. And she's running events and this group is growing. And I said to her, I said, she was single. And I said, when I get out of this mess that I'm in, eventually it's going to pass because it's going to pass. I said, I promise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you meet somebody. That's going to be my repayment to you. I'm going to help you meet your future person. And so time passed and my husband passed because he, he was going to pass. So bittersweet, right? So he's gone and now I'm, I'm like, hell. What do I have to do with my, I have nothing, you know, you gotta keep busy when you're grieving. If you don't keep busy, you'll go absolutely nuts. So I, I threw myself into the matchmaking business mm -hmm. and I went and I got clients and I told Eva, you're my priority now, I'm gonna help you find somebody. I was sending her out on dates and nothing was clicking and then I started saying, oh my God, she's picky. I didn't know she was so picky. <laughs> if I would've known she was so picky, I wouldn't have promised her anybody, right? So the meetup progresses and I'm, I'm running events and I'm getting clients and I'm getting successful and I'm like, oh my God, this is a pretty good deal. I'm bouncing back. And um, I run a speed dating event and uh, one of my clients, a widower, is at this event. And I said to her, I said, Eva, you gotta come. There's a guy I want you to meet at this event. So she comes, she comes late. So she's so late that she can't participate. All the seats are taken. I'm like, you dope. I got this guy and you're late. She goes, that's okay, I'll just hang out. So we do this whole event. Two hours later, I say, hey, Michael, how'd you do? He goes, I didn't meet anybody. I said, really? I said, you met 10 women. No, I don't like them. I said, well, I saved the best for last. So I grabbed Eva and I brought her over and I sat her next to Michael. I said, here's your speed date. Here's your, here's your speed date or whatever it was. And I just left them alone and they connected and they're engaged now. And it Aww. took me years to help her find this guy, but I yeah, finally did yeah, it. Yeah. So Aww. can you tell yeah. right away if couples are going to, this one I did, this one yeah. I said, Oh my God, this has got to be, you uh -huh. know, I just, I don't know why she didn't fall for anybody else before that, but she didn't sometimes for him, it was the second girl I introduced him to. Mm -hmm. Second, yeah. nobody took no time at all for him. Wow. For her, hmm. we went through maybe two dozen men. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, she was picky. <laughs> I know. You know, maybe so I'm timing. Picky. Just it was, no, no, no. It's just kind of a timing thing. She, I think she just, you know, if you believe in the universe, God or higher yep. power, whatever it is, that was meant to be, and she was just biding her time until he walked into my office, and then click, you know, like right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. and I think there's something, you know, again, maybe it's her doing her own work, too. To, you Whatever, have to but, be ready to, like, but, let someone yeah. in your life. It's, so some of the things that um, I've been open about working with an energy coach, but she says things like, um, you have to leave a drawer open for somebody if they sleep over, and there's, like, this whole feng shui stuff that you can Wait, do. Wait, leave a door open? What? Leave a drawer. Oh, one a of your drawer. drawers, oh, like, empty okay. for somebody if they sleep. Oh, she has all oh, these, like, like room things. in the closet. Room in the, leave room in the closet for yep. the guy to hang his stuff. A side table yeah. for him to put his stuff. Oh, yeah, I've heard over. that before. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard that before. So, Make room yeah. for the person. Yeah, maybe my feng shui is off. Maybe I need to <laughs> You know what? When you meet that person, Kat, it's just... It's just I'm going to know. You'll know yes. why you didn't sooner. Because right. that person is your person. Right. I mean, and so this is the other thing, and you and I have certainly talked about it too. Um, let's talk about kids and dating, because mm. that's a whole other topic. And, you know, when do you introduce the, the kids? When do you 
do you tell that's the other there's a lot of controversy on do you put in your profile that you're a parent or not mm-hmm. um how do you how do you introduce to the kid i mean there's a whole yeah. spectrum of information right. about that like what right. are your thoughts on that well i i definitely do have it you know when i mean my stuff is like down now but when i had my profiles up it was um i you know, had that in there, I think, in all of them, even in, like, Tinder, you know, where, I mean, you can put stuff or not put stuff. I did put it in there um, just because I think it's better for somebody to know yeah. ahead of time that I have kids and, like, what the ages are, you know, because mm-hmm. some people may be like, oh, I'm open to dating somebody who has kids, but, you know, maybe they don't want to date somebody who has, like, younger kids or whatever. So That's I just important. feel like yes. being open and honest about this is what my situation yep. is because if somebody's like, oh, I don't want to date somebody who doesn't have kids, like, it's not going to work, you right. know. So you might as well just know from the from the get-go, you know, that that's what my yes. situation is. So I did have it in my profiles, and I was always upfront about that. Um, you know, and then as far as, like, you know, I – so in five years of dating, you know, I've only introduced my children to one person, and that was somebody who, you know, it looked like it was a relationship that was going to progress. You know, we had been dating for a while. Um, he and I ended up dating for, like, a year and a half or so. Um, so he is the only person that my kids have met in, you know, five years of dating post-divorce. So other than that, I haven't introduced him to anybody. They're generally aware of the fact, you know, that I'm dating, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not like a secret, you right. know. But um, I haven't, you know, introduced them to anybody. And I think, you know, that would hold true. I think the only, you know, I don't know. Some people kind of do like a general time frame, like a rule of thumb is like six months or so um, before they would introduce their kids. Um, you know, I think for me, whether it's six months or, you know, whatever, I think it has to do more with, do I think that this is something that has, that's going to, you know, be sustainable, mm-hmm. but looks like it's heading to be a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's Important. sort of, yeah. you know, and, and for me to know the person well enough to feel like this is somebody that I want to introduce to my kids. Right. Um, but I do think it's important at some point to introduce your kids because if it is something that's heading in the direction of being a long-term relationship, you know, you want to see how that person interacts with your children and, right, absolutely. you know, how is that dynamic, you know, because if for some reason, you know, they're like a jerk to your kids or something, right. I mean, that's, that's major that's, problems. Yeah, that yes. could like, would be like a major problem, you right. know, so. So I always, and, and so it's so hard. funny because like so I hard. had my daughter in New York City and I will say in general, there's just a different, um, and I know this is a gross overgeneralization, but there's a different kind of, uh, parenting style in New York City and I think part of it is because you walk out of your door and you can possibly see anything do you know what I mean you could see crime you could see drug addiction like and so there's this difference I don't know if you guys remember there was that thing in the news about the woman got in trouble because she put her 12 year old by himself on the subway to go to his private school Mm. You know, and people were appalled, and I was like, "Yeah, New York people do that all the time." What's the problem? Right, but I feel like there's a. And then when I moved up <laughs> to the, on the suburbs, kid. I felt like there was a little bit of like, um, like protecting. And so I always share. This is like one of my favorite, you know, clients that I worked with, and he he comes into my office. He calls an emergency meeting. He's a dating client, and he's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do." He's like. You know, my phone was in my car, and my eight-year-old son picked it up, and it says, like, the girl, he's been on a few, like, Debbie, and her picture pops up. And he's like, and it's not the mom, and I don't know. And I was like, you're fine. Yeah. You j- if you're freaking out about it, your kid's going to take their cues from you. So you yeah. just have to be like, yeah, daddy went on a date with this girl. She's not my girlfriend yet. If she becomes my girlfriend, I'll let you know. But, yeah, she's calling me. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I th- it's like sort of taking the 
the stigma away um, because I and I started to like dig a little bit deeper with this client and he was saying things he's like well, I don't I don't want I really don't want my kids to know that we're unnecessarily divorced or that I might love someone that's not mommy and I was like oh we got a whole lot of work to do <laughs> like yeah. this is not like so you want to yeah so you want to mislead your children to right, think something right. that's Oh, that's right, but lying. I think it's yeah. okay to say you're dating. It does not make you a bad parent to be yeah. dating. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you're just meeting new people. I mean, it's you're right. just interacting with other humans. Why make it? If you make it that, like he did, he blew it up. Yep. They're gonna freak out because yeah. you blew right. it up. Right. But if you're with somebody and you introduce somebody and you say this is mom's friend, he's just your friend. I mean, you should really become friends with somebody before you. Absolutely. Yep. Like. Don't, and I, you know, and if, and promise I, your whole yeah. life to that person. And I've even said to some of my clients, like, if you can can meet out in public, you know, like, if there's, like, a town festival or something that kids go to, then yeah. you can kind of, like, introduce a kid, like, oh, yeah. funny that you're here. Yeah. Here's my child. Here's yeah. your child. You know, yeah. let's see what happens. Well, but, celebrating uh, holidays with family on within a week or a month is kind of right. weird. Right, right, right. You right. know, but you wouldn't do that kind of thing. Right. But, you know, but to force the issue. If it feels like you're forcing it, then mm -hmm. it's... And it's unnatural, but it feels natural. But if if you're freaking out, like he's freaking out, that's unnatural. He's it's right. Yeah. <laughs> so something's wrong. Yeah. There. So what do you do? Like <laughs> my daughter, it's so funny. My daughter plays hockey, and she like has asked her hockey coaches, who are all married, by the way, if they would date me. Like that's what. what? <laughs> She's like, mom. Kid. She's like, mom. I think you should date Coach Dan. He's like super awesome. So the I asked him. Coach. He's like, Dan? so I asked him if he was single. And then the coaches like text me. I'm like, oh my god, my like my daughter is like my matchmaker. <laughs> like that's a pretty sad. That's a pretty sad state of affairs. <laughs> That happens when, you know, the movies that you watch, that's, that's where they get it from. Right, know? right. So, so beware any, any men that are around me. I'm warning you about my daughter. <laughs> So what do you guys, so what, so as we're, um, you know, kind of wrapping up, like, is there anything that you would, um, want to share with people or, or any guidelines or feedback that you'd want to just tell people as they start their dating journey post-divorce? Um, well, my advice to people is, you know, you just have to meet people and just don't build up in your head a whole future with somebody before you get to know them. I think that's, yeah. A major problem mm. for a lot of people that they get wrapped up, the anxiety yep. builds, and they're imagining this future with somebody, and they don't even know them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I remember so often um, when I was dating more frequently uh, that online, I haven't online dated in a while. Per I'm purposely not online dating, and I might not ever again. But <laughs> another situation, another story, but I'm seeing somebody now. But... Um, I'm thinking that um, I remember men like wanting me to be their girlfriend from one date. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I like you enough to want to be your girlfriend. Right. I'd like to get to know you, but that's too much for me. Yeah. So just communicating what you feel comfortable with and what you don't feel comfortable with is yep. key. You and know? Have, yeah, boundaries. Yeah, have boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I went on a date with one guy, and I know I told you the story, and we went, we met in Burlington and had nachos, and I quickly could tell, like, this wasn't going to be, like, a match. Um, and, by the, and I went home and ended up, my daughter was at, our, my friend was babysitting her, I went home, I ended up hanging out with them, we were swimming in the pool, and I got home probably three hours later, and to, like, angry texts, 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah. where are you? I haven't texted you, blah, blah, blah. Oh. And I was like, really? What? And then I, you know, I think the next morning was like, yeah, I just don't think we're a good match. And he texted back anger, like sheer anger, like, oh, very angry. I can't believe I spent blah, blah, blah amount of money on nachos on you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Whoa. that's scary stuff. I know. Yeah, so this is yeah. what I mean. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Be safe. Tell yeah. friends where you're going. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Try to go to bars. Um, I always tell people meet just for a drink the first time or coffee. You don't have to do a full dinner. Yeah. Because it, well, it can be awkward if you... You don't even know if somebody. You, if you, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I made a mistake once. I, did I tell you the story about the harbor cruise? I, oh, I don't know. You went on a harbor cruise with a guy you didn't know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 tell. tell. That was romantic. No, this was like my first year, you know, post-divorce and everything. And I was chatting with this guy. I think he lived in New Hampshire. And um, he said, well, I have this, like, he said, I was like, I have this Groupon for, like, this, like, harbor cruise. And it was, like, one of those on the Odyssey or whatever. It was really nice dinner cruise yeah. or whatever. And he was just, like, you know, he's like, you know, worst case scenario, like, it's something different to do. And worst case scenario, you know, we had, like, a nice dinner or whatever. And so, I mean, I'm just sort of new to the whole dating yeah. thing at that point. I'm like, whatever, okay. And so it was fine. I mean, he was a nice guy, but it wasn't going to be like a match. It didn't, you know, mm. it was just like not that connection wasn't there. But morals of the story is I was stuck on this like harbor cruise for like <laughs> three hours you to throw with, this, like, with this person. And he was fine. <laughs> So people tend to talk to me, but like, I don't want to sit there for two hours and hear about where I want to walk away and send you a bill. Like, like don't yeah. talk yeah. about any exes. First date, hands off. That's not what you talk about. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else? Have fun. Yeah. I think just, you know, it's kind of take your time. I, my advice is if, if you can be creative about your dating and really think about ways that you can meet people through people, you know. Yeah. Because that's going to eliminate so much stress, you could say to yourself, at least I know someone who knows this clown. It makes a difference. It does so, make a difference. one thing, and I'm not always the follower of my own advice, clearly, but I also tell, and here I am wearing this shirt, right? I feel like we should go around town. I'm going to walk around Portsmouth now and be like, <laughs> but um, if you have an impulse, like if you have an, but if, I know I'm <laughs> but if you have an impulse we'll to talk to somebody, Take it. Like, yeah. you know, like, are you worried that they're married? You're worried that everybody's so afraid of rejection that they just don't take action. I have a friend who met her boyfriend at the supermarket. Ferilio. Yes. Just yeah. Ferilio. They, yeah. they were online and she made some snarky comment and he made some kind of snarky comment back and he followed her out and said, I don't know if you're single, but, you know, I know this is kind of weird, but here's my number. And she took a chance and she called him back and now they're living together. Yeah, you know, a year and a half later. So who the heck knew? Right. You know, so you yeah. don't know. Yeah, you but if you know. see somebody, they look interesting. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. To be open to meeting people. I mean, I think you need like a combination of both. You know, I mean, it's it's you know, you can use you know online dating and and certainly you know, 
you know, participate in that, you know, but also be open to meeting people outside of, you know, online dating, whether it's a meetup group, whether it's just in your, mm-hmm. you know, if you're out with girls or, you know, girls night or whatever, you know, or just in the supermarket, whatever it is, just kind of be open right. to the possibility right. of professional meeting someone. You never know yeah. who you need a professional. Think about your energy yeah. you're emanating. If you're emanating, please don't talk to me, close body language everywhere you go, <laughs> including the food store, then you're gonna, you're not going to meet anybody, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you kind of walk into every area, you know, sometimes it's a little faking until you make it, like with your shoulders back, smiling, engaging, talking to people around you, aware of what's going on around you. I think you and I have spoken about this, like hanging out with your girlfriends is often like the worst way to meet anyone, because what do we do? Like we hang out, well, here we are doing a little bit of that now, but you know, yeah. and we drink and we're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and we're only like, yeah, a really good way to meet each other. a guy and men, is to go out with a platonic guy. Yeah, or by yourself, you know? because guys don't want to be getting into two girls that are like chit-chatting away. Mm-hmm. That's scary for them, yeah, right? No, and, but true. that's what a lot of women do, and then they're like, I've been out, and I haven't met anybody, and that's why because you're not really yeah open yeah yeah you know so just thinking about like what am I doing what kind of energy am I putting out there am I truly open to meeting somebody new so anything else any last words of wisdom Now this is when oh Elaine, this is the part where we get up and do a dance. I didn't tell you. Oh yeah, yeah like this is where yeah, I teach like some Zumba, Zumba moves and then yeah, you guys. Where's the music? Where's the music? All right, let's go. Band. Ready, Dan? <laughs> All right, so I think that's on that note is a wrap. Um, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ramy. Thank you, Elaine. Thank you. Um, thank, thank you for you. being really heart-centered people. Thank you um, for talking openly and vulnerably and honestly about dating. Um, it can be difficult out there. It can be hard. Have a strong ego. Uh, brush off rejection. You can't take rejection personally. It's probably other people's shit that you're dealing with. I yeah. always say the only form of rejection is self-rejection because if you feel it, you're in your self-worth. You're not going to internalize anything that you meet online if it's less than stellar, you know? Yep. All right. So signing off, it's Kat Blake, Certified Divorce Coach. You can reach <laughs> me at www.catblakecdc.com. Please click on there for membership if you want to join our community of people who have gone through divorce or are dating post-divorce. Um, we had a singles night last night, which was awesome. It went so great. We're going to look at um, running some more retreat uh, activities. So it was so funny talk about kismet last night i was talking to the guys and i was like you guys kind of suck because like you never want to join the support groups ever the men never they'll do one-on-one coaching they won't do the groups and i said what if we did like a um fly fishing weekend up in new hampshire because i kind of want to i, I want to learn you how to fly fish yeah and you know what the, talk about kismet you know what the guy said i'm certified I teach people how to fly fish Who's and that? i know a location we can go to your guy john yeah, yeah. My and dog? i was yeah. like we're going to make this happen. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's awesome. So Take awesome. advantage Super of sweet. that. But like, what are the chances? This is what I mean, open-hearted. Yep. Like, what are the chances of that happening, Well, right? that's the only way you these things can happen. Right. You have to throw things out there. You just go, yep, we're going to throw it out yep. there. So. You can't sit home. Doesn't happen sitting home. No, it doesn't. Yeah. If you're it sitting doesn't. home and thinking about, that's mm-hmm. I mean, your prince or princess coming, it ain't happening. Yeah, yeah no. folks, you got to like put some work into it. So anyway, um, that's how you can reach me. If you want to know more, you can also contact me through Facebook at Catherine, C-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E, Blake. And now, how can people contact you and get in touch with your services? I'm on Facebook. Um, you could look me up. My name is Elaine Saunders in Nashua, New Hampshire. I have other last names that I from my past marriages. Like but, Kitty Cat. Yeah, no, I guess. <laughs> 
No. Um, oh, I, I wasn't supposed to say that. Sorry. Penelope. <laughs> um, uh, Dynamic Introductions. That's the name of uh, my dating service in yep. Nashua. So just look. If you if you type in matchmaking New Hampshire, dating New mm-hmm. Hampshire, it comes up pretty quick up. on the SEO. And you also have events, right? Yeah, Local I do. Events. Speed dating yep. events, mingle yep. events. Um, I'll have a big Valentine's Day party this year, so that'll be fun. We should oh, awesome. collaborate on that. Okay. Yeah, I haven't Very decided good. what location, but hmm. we'll be doing Valentine's Day. All right. Dances and stuff. So that's about it. Um, again, we hope you guys got some information to help you in dating post-divorce. Um, stay tuned. We're going to have other topics. Every show has one topic, and then we talk about it, and hopefully in that process you're getting some tools for, and resources and information for you to use so that you are empowered and kicking ass in your life post-divorce. As I say for my women, diva your fucking divorce. All right, signing out. Bye-bye. <laughs>